What you're about to listen to was originally broadcast on 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia. For details, go to the website 98five.com. Aha, and take on me. Good morning. You are on 98.5 weekdays with Mike and a very good morning and welcome to the studio, our midwife, Andrea. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. Nice to have you back. And today we're going to be talking about sleep patterns for new bubs. Yeah. What what can the parents expect, hey? <laughs> yes. good, good topic. Yeah, yeah. So to, we're going to talk about the fourth trimester and uh, not everyone might be aware of that term, but basically it just means the first 12 weeks or so of a little one's life. And we call it the fourth trimester because we see it as like an extension of pregnancy, I guess, or an extension of, of that really time that time of a lot of change and growth and so much transition for a little one in that period of time absolutely. and for parents <laughs> absolutely well it's funny we talk about this because I was talking to Giselle only uh, I think yesterday or the day before he does our drive show yep. and uh, I said how's it all going oh not not sleeping and <laughs> and, and, and that's Giselle so I don't know how his wife's coping with the whole sleep pattern yeah, yeah, sure. So if we think about our little ones, they've gone from this dark environment, constant temperature, never hungry, sound of mum's heartbeat the whole time, to now they're in the bright lights, the cold, they get hungry, their mum can just walk away, um, you know, and that leads to a whole lot of behaviours and that's a lot of what we see in the fourth trimester. We'll take a break, Andrea. We'll come back and chat some more. Would you like to, maybe you've got a question for Andrea today. Give us a call, 9313 Five back out of this one. On at 98.5 weekdays with Mike with me in the studio. This time every fortnight is our midwife, Andrea. We're chatting about the first um, 12 weeks when that, uh, that beautiful little bundle of joy comes home. <laughs> the first 12 weeks. Isn't that, isn't, that the, isn't that the most fun bit, though, the first 12 weeks, Andrea? Oh, well, for some. Hey. Some of us. <laughs> Depending how they sleep, right? Exactly. Yep. So that's what that's obviously the biggest one of the biggest challenges, right? In the first twelve weeks. Yeah. We I, talk th- about sleep. I think so well, I think it often some of the challenges present as what we think are sleep issues when it can be other things. Um, but certainly, you know, that's like the the big adjustment for parents to make to go from, you know, you sleep through the night or generally sleep through the night to all of a sudden being woken up a lot. And, and that kind of comes back to, you know, your baby's behavior comes back to what I was saying about the transition that they've gone through and what a big transition it is for them. Um, and so I guess the first point is if we can see through their eyes and have a little bit of understanding of what our baby's going through, it does really help us to tune into what they need. Um, but, you know, their behavior will be that they want to be held a lot often, um, frequent feeding um, because they don't have that constant food supply through the placenta anymore so they do need frequent feeding to keep up with all the growing that's happening Mm. and the crying is a means of communication that's the only way really to communicate at this age they don't have good you know control of their arms and legs or anything like that to even give us body language i want Um, i want i want basically right they're crying (laughs) there is a little bit of body language that happens with newborns that we can tune into but mostly you know we're we're listening for the cry to tell us that they need something 
Um, and so, so yeah, what it looks like, frequent feeds, um, normal. And no circadian clock has been developed yet. And that's important to know in the first 12 weeks. So the circadian clock is what sets our day-night pattern. So it's very common in this stage for them to um, have their days and nights mixed up and want to sleep during the day and be awake in the night. Um, of course. Yeah, that's quite common. And also their digestive circadian rhythms aren't fully developed either. So if we think about what I commonly find actually working with new parents is that little ones, um, particularly around the six week to 10 week mark, have this period in the early hours of the morning where they're really kind of fussy and kicking their legs and grunting and the parents think, oh, they've got a tummy ache. Well, actually, if we think that their circadian clock's not really developed with digestion yet, potentially, maybe it's just that their gut's quite active at that time of the morning, you know, that they're taking feeds Mm. throughout the night and that kind of thing. So there's just some things that we need to consider, I guess, in terms of their behaviour. There's a lot to it. There's a lot of adjustment. As you were saying, there's a lot of adjustment going on, isn't there. Yeah. Well, you, I hadn't even thought about the, the clock when you think about that. Yeah. So that yeah. can that so that wouldn't generally change uh, once you've quite roughly hit that twelve week mark. Yeah. Things so start to yeah. So at three to four by three to four months, that day night sleep wake uh, circadian rhythms usually developed. So you start to see you know they move away from that awake all night (laughs) sleep all day kind of pattern but then I also just want to say that some babies some little babies also don't sleep much in the day and a lot of parents will worry about that as well and say oh they're they're barely sleeping they're a newborn aren't they supposed to Mm. so I guess it's just really normalizing there's such a huge variation in you know how they can be Um, and so you know these things are quite normal and to be expected. Okay. We'll take a break. We'll come back and chat some. I'd love to hear from you today, nine three one three zero ninety eight five. How are you going with you, bub? Are you in with you in the in this period of the first twelve weeks? I don't know what Jazil's going on about. He reckons he's not sleeping. I mean I was just thinking his son's now must be hitting the fourth month mark, so what would be the problem there? I'll keep a look at for him. We'll have to ask him if he if he wanders past the studio. Uh back after this one. Crazy. On 98.5 Weekdays with Mike, midwife Andrea is with me in the studio. We've been chatting about the first 12 weeks. Uh, challenging time for a lot of first-time parents, I would imagine. Yeah. Oh, sleep pattern and uh, as, you know, I'm getting I'm getting the information on a daily basis from Giselle from our drive show. Keep, keeps <laughs> telling me how he's getting little sleep apparently. Yeah. Yep, it is. It can be, you know, it's a huge adjustment, not just for the baby, but also for parents, mm. of course. Yep. Well, so what's some, what's to finish off today, Andrew, what's some tips and advice you could give to, to parents in, in this particular period? Yeah, there's a few things that I think can really be, well, game changers or at least make it you know, more manageable. (laughs) We're all a game changer on the way. I love it. Yeah. I think the game changer thing is baby wearing, to be honest. So if you, especially if you've got a baby that will not be put down to have any sort of nap, um, wants to be held all the time, because that's, that's can be a temperament thing as well. You know, some little ones are just that way inclined. So baby wearing can make a massive difference because you can literally pop them in the baby carrier, get on with your day and, you know, do your stuff around the house, walk up to the shop you know whatever it may be or go for a walk with a friend and have you know have your drink and whatever and just enjoy life a bit more and you know have your baby there and they can sleep if they want to sleep or otherwise they can be just looking around some do that too so that can make a huge difference so they're with you constant yeah yeah they're they're feeling that 
um, your sense of security that they're looking for and that keeps them calm and then if sleep comes it comes or otherwise you know they're just there um, quite calm and happy. Yeah, okay. Um, and I guess that's just a, a quick little side thing there is really just to get away from any idea of bad habits because, you know, this period of time, they really need us to help them regulate their little nervous systems and their bodies. So don't feel like if you're, you know, you're wearing your baby for naps that that's going to cause problems down the track. Absolutely not true. Um, you know, that's just what you're meeting a need at that time in that period of development. And that's really important to know that. Um, the next thing would be, I'd say, if you can take shifts a little bit with your partner, if you've you know got a partner there, um, maybe they can hold baby for a certain period early in the morning. You can have a sleep in, or you know, in the evening, get a little, at least a few hours sleep at the start of the night. <laughs> sleep in, what's we'll that? What's that, Andrea? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. If you've got someone there that can kind of hold the baby while you just get a good few hours in, that can make a real difference. Often they want mum though. Some, no, not in all cases. I'm, I'm just, yeah. I'm just thinking. Back. In the at this age, they mm. often will tolerate someone else. Like okay. as long as if they're having a cuddle, it's more when they start to become more aware of their surroundings that they're kind of a bit more mum, you know, primary caregiver mm. um, attached. Uh, call in help if you if you do have any family, you know, take up those offers of help accept those meals or whatever it is um, and, you know, so that you can have a bit of rest. Um, address any feeding concerns because most commonly sleep concerns in the first 12 weeks are actually feeding concerns. And so if you can get some professional support around feeding concerns, that could make a big difference to how sleep's going. And then the last thing, again, is is a bit of a different idea around sensory nourishment. So it's just giving your baby lots of... Um, time to like look around or to not be stuck in a in a quiet room because you know dark boring room because that can actually get them a bit upset and wound up and sometimes just a change of scenery or going outside can make a big difference just to help them calm down Mm, that's very good Andrea we are out of time really appreciate you coming in today yeah, no problem. Some good tips. And we might be able to, uh, if you spot Jaseel on the way out, you might yeah. be able to just uh, maybe just write him a few notes, just some tips for, uh, I think I think his son is nearly nearly four months. So I'm sure you got some advice for Jaseel on the way out today. We'll catch up in a fortnight. Yep, see you then. My guest in the studio today has been our midwife, Andrew. We've been chatting about to what parents can expect and some tips and advice for the first 12 weeks of your baby's life. You are on 98.5. Good morning. For more details on this and other programs, contact 98.5 Sunshine FM, Perth, Western Australia, or visit the website 98five.com.